How's it going, Odd People? You are listening to the Odd People Podcast, and I am your host, Matt the Cat. Today is episode number 59, and in this episode, I'll be talking to Sean Ream of Ream Pipes. He makes wooden pipes, and he's the co-host of Beyond the Pipe Podcast. I hope you enjoy the show. Hi, Sean. How are you? Good, Matt. How you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, so how do, how do you pronounce your last name? It's actually pronounced Reem. Reem. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Right. R-E-U-M. But in my world, it is Reem. All right. I'm here with Sean Reem of Reem Pipes. He is a uh, pipe maker. You want to explain uh, to the listeners what you do? Well, I make tobacco pipes. And yes, they are tobacco pipes. Yeah. No, you know, it's none of my business what you use them for, but traditionally, uh, briar tobacco pipes. Cool. Like you'd think that your grandpa was using 100 years ago or whatever. Nice. Um, my hashtag is actually smoke like your grandpa. So okay. that kind of gives you a hint that it's not for, not for the green stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And they are made out of uh, different kinds of wood, obviously, right? Um, for the most part, just briar, actually. Briar okay, is briar. tried and true. It's basically fl- uh, fire retardant. Cool. It's very dense. It's got a beautiful grain pattern. And it's just, it's been used for hundreds of years. So why deviate from that? Nice. So you're out in Montana. Yep. Northwest Montana, right by the Flathead Lake. Cool. Were you born and raised there? Is that where you're from? I was actually born in Central California. Really? All my dad, yeah. All my dad's family is from here. And I just, I moved back. We moved here when I was like 14 and yep. stayed here for a while, went off to college, did, you know, moved in, moved to a few different places and then always knew I'd come back here and, you know, I bought a house, started a family. Yeah. So don't and plan you, on leaving again. And you, and you make pipes full time. This is your, this is your job. This isn't a hobby. Yeah. Yeah. It started off as a hobby. Um, yeah. Gosh, coming up on almost 10 years now. I started making pipes as a hobby and then it got to a point where I was just making more money at home than I was at my job. So I just decided, you know what, I got to take a leap of faith and just do this. And February will be five years completely full-time doing this now. Wow. That's awesome. Thank you. So, uh, so Montana is um, significantly more North from where I am in Massachusetts. Yeah. Are you, when, uh, when does it start getting cold there? Is it already cold? Are you already getting like winter weather or? Um, we had, we had snow stick about three weeks ago. Wow. And it went away. I mean, we yeah. always have like, we have a fake winter every year. Yeah. Like early, early October. We yeah. usually have a fake winter and then it's just like, Oh no, everybody freak out. Yeah. And then yeah. It, yeah then it was like the week after it was almost 70 again yeah and then it's actually been raining for about a week straight so we're gonna have a hard winter this year which is pretty cool i'm actually excited about that could use my snowblower that i never get to use because <laughs> there's never enough snow 
Yeah. But I've been getting up at five every day to work. And so that way during the day I can, you know, get the yard prepped and yeah, clean off my deck and get everything ready for winter. Yeah. You guys must have some hard windows. I mean, it, it's, it's different too, because you could look up Massachusetts weather and it would be regular, just cold winter weather, but I'm on the really? Cape and the Cape never gets that much snow because we're out with that arm that's out into the ocean. Okay. So we always, it's windy. It gets very, very, <clears throat> sorry, uh, very windy here, but it, uh, it doesn't, uh, we don't get a ton of snow like the rest of the state. So <laughs> we go through cycles. Yeah. Um, we'll have a couple of years where we have more snow and it's a little warmer. And then we'll have a couple of years where it's colder and less snow. Uh, this year is probably going to be more snow. What's, what is it? El Nino? Yeah. yeah 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 El Nino. Where there's, yeah where there's more and then it's la nina when it's the others yeah whatever it is i don't know <laughs> this year's supposed to be a lot of snow though um so the flathead lake which is right in my town it's actually the largest natural freshwater body of water ever i mean wow. this side of the mississippi it's huge and so it kind of regulates our weather a little bit yeah and uh so we don't actually ever get that cold and we don't ever actually get that much snow compared to other parts of the state. You go to Eastern yeah. Montana, which we just call West Dakota and it's just <laughs> windy and it is extremely cold. And the coldest I've ever seen it get here was like 27, negative 27, wow. but that was ridiculous. And that happened for like two days. That generally our winter. Yeah. Generally our winters are more like 10 to 20 degrees. And then it's about the same as us. I mean, it can, yeah, it's not, it fluctuates. Sometimes you get a crazy, crazy cold, but yeah, I actually, because the humidity (laughs) changes, I actually feel colder closer to 30 degrees than I do at like 10, just because there's a chance of more moisture in the air Yeah, at the higher. So it just feels different. Yeah. It's, it's always humid out here because we're, you know, surrounded by ocean and whatnot. Yeah. So your, uh, so your pipes and your, do you use, um, a lot of hand tools to make these pipes what what are your what's your process like uh how does it even begin do you have just like a block of wood yeah so i actually get um i get all my briar from a guy in vermont he imports it all from italy and greece Uh, it's all grecian or italian briar and there's different properties to each and you know they do different things they can look different and some have better chance of no pits and some don't um, but all pipes start off as a block of briar. Normally it's, you know, it's already relatively square. So I got to just, you know, clean it up a little bit and then plan out the shape based on the grain. Uh, you know, I try to make every shape work around the grain. And so yeah. in a way the block tells me what it's going to be. You know, yeah. I don't, I don't generally just have an idea of, okay, I'm going to make this shape. Yeah. Uh, I pick up a block and I just start, I'll spray it with some water so I can see the grain and then look at it and, you know, see what, see what it tells me it wants to be basically. Um, you know, making pipes is in a way kind of easy because you just remove everything that's not a pipe, <laughs> but for the most part, you gotta, you've gotta be able to read the grain to, to really get what you want. And certain shapes are, they're specifically designed to highlight certain parts of the briar and there's straight grain and there's bird's eye so if you imagine like a two by four if you're looking at the side of a two by four that would be straight grain 
if you're looking at the end piece that's where the bird's eye would be okay yeah and the bird's eye is basically just the end of each little grain strand so burls are they're the same way they're just a lot more complicated yeah right and not straight you know they're not straight like that um but yeah i use a lot of hand tools i got a ton of files that i've used for years a couple of them i replace every now and then um lots of little tools like little files little saws and stuff like that those are kind of disposable in is, a that, way. is that wood a really hard wood the briar yeah 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 it is briar is very dense um that's one of the reasons they use it for pipes is you know it's basically fire retardant yeah yeah um i mean i can polish it up like glass basically because it is such a hard wood mm-hmm. and it, it takes stain very evenly because of that yeah nice so that's pretty cool and then so a lot how, of the shape, oh, go ahead. No, no, keep going. <laughs> um, a lot of the shaping is done either on my lathe, mm-hmm. depending on the shape. If it's a classic type shape, I'll do probably three quarters of it on the lathe. And then the others are just, they're done by hand on what I call a French wheel. I don't know what it's actually called anymore. Um, there's not really any specific tools for pipe making. Yeah. And so we just kind of make stuff yeah <laughs> like i just get a, a, a you know a foam back disc with some sandpaper and put it on an arbor and then just put it on whatever random motor i can find wow and uh just kind of make stuff like that and so a lot of the shaping actually happens on a wheel like that yeah that's pretty cool so are you um are you a woodworker how how did you get into making pipes i just tried it one day actually yeah <laughs> so okay Long story short, I used to restore vintage straight razors. Okay, cool. And one of my friends in that community, he just messaged me one day and asked if I ever smoked a pipe. So my buddy, Steve, um, I got to talking to him more about it. He ended up sending me my first pipe and like a kit with like a tamper and a lighter and some tobacco. And I just fell in love with it. It was fun. And then I got to looking at pipes online and seeing, you know, how expensive they could be and how simple they could be. And I just wanted to try it. So I bought a kit from a guy named Mark Tinsky and he's actually in Montana too. He's actually been a full-time pipe maker since the seventies. Wow. Uh, Yeah. He's a, he's an absolute legend in our industry. Super nice guy. Um, He's only about three hours from me. And if I go and visit him, we're probably just going to go fly fishing the whole time. We probably won't even make pipes, but I got my (laughs) first kit from him. And then that just, it, it's all history from there. I mean, I sold the very, I think I sold the second pipe I made probably for way more than it should have been. Mm. But (laughs) the thing with the pipe community is collectors are very generous and they want to help and they want to feel like they're on the ground floor with a new maker. And they want to feel like, you know, I helped this guy get off the ground and get started. Yeah. So I just, I basically have sold everything since. Wow. That's and just awesome. kind of learned and watched YouTube videos and. Yeah. So you didn't lots, have any kind of, of trial and error, any woodworking background at all. Did you ever mess around with that kind of stuff? Um, not really. No. <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe as a kid with my dad, like building birdhouses. And yeah. Stuff. Right, right, right. Right. But no, I mean, not really any like professional woodworking. The thing is, I barely consider myself a woodworker. Yeah. Like, you know, half the medium that I use is wood, but briar's its own thing. Yeah. Like, it's almost like it's not a wood because 
I couldn't go and talk to a cabinet maker and know any of the terminology he's using and he wouldn't know anything I'm using. Yeah. It just doesn't, it's not the same world basically. Yeah. So you mentioned your awesome lathe. (laughs) I saw pictures of it on Instagram and I started to drool. Um, Yeah. It's fun. Is do you use it mostly? uh, You said you'd use it for shaping too as a, yeah. And also obviously boring holes. Yeah. You know, so I started off with a wood lathe, Mm -hmm. which is, a wood lathe is basically just something that holds something and spins it. And then you yeah. use chisels. Yeah. And that's what I have. I have, yeah, a very, and, I have a very old one that my friend Julian gave me. Oh, cool. Uh, Cause he was moving and moved into a gigantic wood shop and uh, he's very talented. So he was like, Hey, I have this old lathe. You want it? I was like, yeah, sure. And it weighs like a billion pounds. That's but awesome. yeah, you can, continue. I'd love to see it. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'll send you a picture for sure. Yeah. So, um, I started off on a wood lathe and I, gosh, I did that for probably six, seven years. Well, almost eight years actually on a wood lathe. Wow. I built my career on that. Yeah. And then um, I still have it. It's like in a corner of my shop because I never use it anymore. And then I invested in a precision metal lathe. Yeah. And you don't have to use those for metal. I have the option, but for yeah. the most part, you know, I wanted to have this, the precision dials for the, cross slide and all that kind of stuff so i can make a perfectly 90 degree cut yeah and not have to worry about it because you want everything to be precise and fit exactly the way it should and if you can do that easier on a metal lathe it's worth it yeah that's like a machinist lathe lathe, right yeah yeah that's what it is yeah yeah you can yeah it's a machinist it's it's like a cheaper one it's a grizzly so it's not crazy precise but i don't need it to be yeah oh yeah of course as long as I can make a perfect 90 degree cut, I'm good. That's yeah. fine. I don't need That's anything good. more than that. And then have the ability to, you know, make some accents here and there out of different materials or like all my stems or the mouthpiece. It's actually made out of uh, ebonite, which okay. is a hardened rubber. All right. So if you look at, um, if you see in an antique shop and you see an old pipe and the mouthpiece is all brown, that's because yeah. it's oxidized. Okay. Some years. That's actually old vulcanite, which is like the first vulcanizing process of hardening rubber into a plastic. All right. Now, today we use a modern version of that, which is called ebonite, which just has a lot less sulfur in the process of the vulcanizing. So they don't oxidize as much okay. and they're not as soft. And so basically I'm making everything out of a, you know, the mouthpiece is technically a plastic at this point. So does that come as a, as a block as well? And you have to shape that or does that come already? No, it comes as a solid rod. Oh, okay. I mean, you can, you can buy pre-made stems, Yeah, right. but they're injection molded Mm. with crappy vulcanite. All right. So So you're better off getting a a uncut piece. Yeah. So I get an uncut solid rod. Nice. And make literally everything from scratch from there. That's pretty much the standard if you're going to be making higher end pipes and charging, cool. you know, yeah, lots of money for them. That's pretty cool. So I do have something to show you. So I don't smoke a pipe. I have to start off by saying that I, I maybe uh, I don't smoke tobacco. <laughs> I don't yeah. smoke at all, really. I'll you know have a cigar once or twice a year or something. So I'm I don't know where this pipe came from. This is Dr. Grabo on it. 
Yeah. Cool. I made the stand. <laughs> oh, right on. Which is, you know, I, I think that's the only reason I have the pipe is, oh, you know, I could make a little stand for that. And yeah, uh, there it goes. Cool. Uh, so, yeah, it's just a maple piece of maple. And I cut out a little block and I put a little block of uh, walnut in there. Nice. I think it was like scrap wood from a, <laughs> a project. Yeah. No, little, that's cool. And it's funny. I have it in, um, in the studio just as kind of just conversation a, a decor. Yeah. It's a, you know, exactly. It's a conversation piece. And I, uh, I meant to bring it on an interview uh, a while back because I talked to this woman and she held an unlit cigarette the whole time. Really? And it was just like a, a, a thing that she did. Like somebody will have like a, like just, yeah, mouth. just, just, yeah. Just to have, just to have the conversation going, it felt right for her. And I meant to bring it with me as a joke to just kind of like, <laughs> just have it, <laughs> just ha also have it with me and not smoke it. Oh, she funny. didn't smoke the cigarette, but uh, yeah. So well, the next interview I do, I'm just going to like, hold a yo-yo or something yeah this, it makes me feel comfortable well i have kind of like <laughs> you know a little bit of like add so uh i have the uh you know undiagnosed add i like to have stuff near me yeah kind of i so i understand it i can you sit here and, yeah like just sit here and fidget while i talk to yeah. you oh and, i can uh, I it kind of keeps my mind from <laughs> wandering if i try if i'm like recording like this i won't do that because I, i'll just like flick a pen and make noise and not even realize yeah. i'm doing it yeah and so i try not to but i'm the same way and honestly i think that's actually helped me with pipe making right. because i'm pretty sure i've got undiagnosed add too and yeah. i'm so thankful my parents didn't put me on meds when i was a kid right they were like yeah whatever he's just you know yeah likewise yeah. which was so great because i've actually i feel like as an adult i've been able to use that to my advantage kind of like a superpower where you know how women can generally like multitask really well. Yeah. I usually can't, but if yeah. I'm in this zone of like ADD as hell, I can, like I yeah. can have six different things going on in different stages and it kind of works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why I have a twist tie because it doesn't make go. any noise unless I, okay. See, I need a quiet fidgeter. Yeah. So I, I do have all the stuff around pens and whatnot, but that's yeah. like you said, that's that's a bad idea. That's yeah. good if I'm It'll editing. Make noise without even realizing. Yeah, that's good if I'm editing or I'm not. The microphone's not on. Yeah, <laughs> I'm kind of the same way with a pipe. I mean, I I do smoke a pipe. I've got yeah. a massive collection of tobacco because tobacco never goes bad. It just ages. oh no kidding. It yeah. gets better. Um, certain tobaccos can ferment differently over the years with okay. different temperature changes and all that kind of stuff. And so I've got I do smoke a pipe. Um, the only time I really do though, is when I'm working. Right. And it's kind of like, a there's a little superstition. Um, I don't screw up many pipes, but the times that I have, I have not been smoking one. <laughs> oh no. And yeah. so my superstition is I cannot drill out a pipe unless I've at least got one in my mouth. It used to be that I had to smoke one, but we have a kid. I yeah. don't really want to smell like smoke around him. Yeah. So I try not to, if I like, if I know that I got to help my wife with him later that day, I don't want to smell like it and have to yeah. take a shower or something first, uh, you know, cause he's right. just a baby. I don't know what that's going to do to him, but yeah, right. I, I found that at least if I have a pipe in my mouth, I'm good. Cool. It's just, it's like my, it like her having that unlit cigarette, just holding yeah. it. 
yeah it's it's inspiration for you (laughs) yeah yeah you know it's kind of fitting yeah no it does smoking a pipe while making a pipe obviously yeah and it's a good look too i mean uh (laughs) if you ever had to have photos taken you uh, work in the lathe with the pipe in your mouth kind of it looks the part oh totally we'll just get one right now (laughs) there you go there we go i can talk with the pipe so so did you make that one no this is actually a this is a really old medico gold crest it does look a lot well similar shape as the yeah this so one's that, obviously cheap. I don't know there. where the hell this came from, honestly. I probably you know, know I didn't smoke tobacco out of it. I'll just put it that way. <laughs> the Dr. Grabo pipes are cheap, yeah, but they're classic. I mean, you okay. can find those in pretty much any drug any drugstore in the 60s. Right. Like Walgreens. Right. I think might actually still carry them. So did you grow up with you know pipe smokers around? What was the no, not really. You just um, wanted to try it and Cause I know what was the hashtag, what's your uh... smoke hashtag smoke like your grandpa. Yeah. If you Google that, like a thousand of my pipe pictures will come up. Cool. Which is pretty cool. Uh, I've, I've got it on my t-shirts on the back right. and then on my cards and everything. That's awesome. But so my grandpa, he did actually smoke pipe, but he died long before I was even aware, you know, I right. had no idea. That's something my grandma told me years later. Um, I think when I was really little, one of my neighbors smoked cigars and I was, I was always kind of drawn to that. Just, it seemed cool, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. And so I was always interested. It's not like I needed tobacco and like, even now I can go two weeks without smoking a pipe. Like there's no addiction to it at all. Right. I guess there's a little bit of an addiction slash tradition of, I have to have one in my mouth while I'm making them, but yeah whatever i'm a grown-up i can make my own rules yeah <laughs> so i uh, on the on a serious note <clears throat> do do it does people uh do people give you a hard time that you're making pipes no you, you seem to be people a young are, guy how old are you i just turned 30 okay so may do does anybody give you a hard time they're like oh you're contributing to people smoking tobacco it's not good for no, you. I've actually never had that. So I'm the first person to ever I've bring had. that up. <laughs> yeah, I've actually, that's, that's interesting. No, I've never had anybody, at least to my face, have that kind of a thought about it. Um, <laughs> people are always genuinely surprised. Like people, people still smoke pipes. Yeah. You can make a living doing that. Like, yeah, we, we just bought a house. <laughs> Things are good. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah, no, I've never... I've never had any negativity from it, I guess. That's good. That's a good thing. Surprise. Yeah. I mean, I don't smoke, but that I, I think what you do is, is a really cool. um, It's a really cool craft. It's definitely a work of art. I don't know how I came across your Instagram and I started following you and I was like, wow, this guy's like talented, like very talented. I think I started following you first on because of your podcast that's weird I started, yeah i started i started listening to your podcast i don't i honestly i don't even remember how i found it i think i was looking for just random stuff i used to put a lot of hashtags yeah dude hashtags like, are I, everything with social media yeah I, I i i used to do the limit like whatever it is 30 or I mean, so yeah on instagram i think it's 30 uh, i'm looking up something really quick to so see if i, I can I, find I, this I other prob- hash or this other podcast so I could have hashtagged like woodworking maybe with uh, 
with uh, something, you know, a project or whatever, or, and we used to have this bus that we converted into a camper. I remember that episode. Yeah. So we, we, you know, we, uh, (laughs) so I did a lot of hashtags and maybe it was something you, um, maybe you follow. Well, I recently started doing more videos. Um, Instagram live videos has, Gosh, I think I gained like 500 followers in almost three weeks. Oh, wow. Just when I just when I started doing videos, like for whatever reason, the algorithm has changed for for uh, Instagram. Yeah, and I don't know why. It just people started, and it's all people from around the world too. Yeah, using hashtags in different languages actually helps a lot. Oh, really? Yeah, I yeah, should. I gotta look into that. <laughs> yeah, like just like we're like words that you would normally use use the spanish version of it all right put that in your hashtags you might get totally different audience yeah that's pretty cool that's a good idea we'll yeah i can't remember the podcast i was listening spanish. to it was by um aaron Menke. okay he's got kind of a God, i wish i could remember the name of it basically he tells true scary stories okay it's an act. It's a really interesting podcast because he does a ton of research on each episode and it's very informational because it's actually like historical and super like unexplained and weird. And I think I was looking for something other, like something else like that, that was very casual. Mm-hmm. And I think your podcast just came up in the suggestions. Oh, on there. that's cool. So that was cool. Yeah. So I think that's how I ended up finding <laughs> Maybe. You. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. Then I started following you because I saw how cool your stuff was. Well, thank you. <laughs> so, so we've been talking back and forth, you know, you know, to work out a time to do this and stuff. And you had mentioned that you uh, are building a guitar. Yeah. And that's always been a dream of mine. I do have a guitar I made from a kit. That was really cool. I made that. Jesus. I don't know how many years ago that was. It was almost 14 years ago. And um, I actually put it together. And I had no clue what I was doing, but, but I'm, I used to remodel houses. So I know how to like stain wood and do, so I actually stained with like, you know, like like Minwax stain, (laughs) I stained the guitar body. And then I put like, I don't know how many coats of like polyurethane on it. Yeah. As opposed to like any kind of like lacquer, like sprayed out of a gun (laughs) that you would put on like, you know, a guitar. Yeah. Guitars are generally a nitrocellulose yes. lacquer. Yes, exactly. So um so I might have pictures floating around. I'll have to find them and send one to you. Uh I did this in our old apartment and I hung it from the ceiling in like because we it was just me and my wife. So we didn't need the second bedroom. So I have it hanging from the ceiling, the guitar body <laughs> like in the oh, apartment the apartment was to reeked like you know minwax for weeks. Had minwax <laughs> and polyurethane. <laughs> Oh man. But yeah, so I have uh the patterns to put together an SG and I just haven't I haven't had the time to do it. I have all the wood. Oh, and, you're gonna uh, like build it from scratch from yeah, yeah, yeah. And I put a kit together also. Yeah. I got a cheap telecaster kit from eBay. Oh and cool. so I actually used to play growing up. When I was yeah. like nine or ten, I started playing guitar and then I played all through high school. And then I never actually learned to read music. Yeah. Um, I was good enough that I could play by ear. 
Cool. And that got me by until I got to college and they were like, uh, yeah, you're not fooling us anymore. So (laughs) I was out. And I, you know, I was like, I don't have time to try to figure out all this extra crap right now. I want to go partying, you know? Yeah. (laughs) So I kind of stopped for the longest time. And then a good friend of mine was here from Georgia and he actually plays for a living. And my son, who is, well, he's a year and a half old now. Yeah. He was infatuated with it. He loved listening to the guitar. And so I was like, all right, I need to, I need to start playing. Cause I've had one hanging on my wall as like a decoration piece forever. All right. I pick up every now and then. And so I figured I, you know what, I need to start playing again. And I also realized I don't have a hobby. I didn't. Yeah. Because I turned my <laughs> hobby into my job. Right. You know, right pipes right. used to be my hobby. And, you know, I, I love making pipes still. Yeah. But it's not, it's not a hobby. It's not something that I don't have to worry about making money on. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. guitar kit found them yeah. on eBay, super cheap. It was like, they were asking like $95 and I asked them if they would, like, I made an offer for like 75 and we settled at 82. So I got a steal. Wow. Yeah, you did. Did it come with all the pickups and all the everything? It was literally everything. Like it's a fully complete guitar. Wow, that's awesome. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. The bridge is garbage. The electronics <laughs> are interesting. Yeah. But, I mean, that's all easy upgrades. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's and relatively you... inexpensive too. Yeah, for for that price, you can't expect it yeah. to be. And you know. you know what? I mean, for the kit, I was pretty impressed. Like the neck slides into it on the on a telecaster style yeah and then it bolts through the back or screws through the back yep and it was perfectly milled like it was a very tight fit it like felt like it locked into place so honestly even for that that's worth 80 bucks oh yeah for sure yeah just just the fact that it all went together (laughs) yeah yeah no i mean i was playing it earlier today so it it works definitely want to make some upgrades yeah i gotta be able to you know, adjust the intonation and everything up and down the neck properly, yeah. but the screws on the bridge for that are stripped out. So, Oh, geez. Yeah. Hard. Yeah. You might have to get a new bridge. <laughs> yeah. But thankfully that's like 30 bucks. Yeah. That's not too bad. Yeah. Um, so your other hobby is a podcast. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Actually you, you do have a, a podcast. Why don't, um, why don't you tell us about that? Right on. Okay. So in the pipe community, we've had, many podcasts that I find to be kind of all just one and the same. I don't want to say they're boring because they're not, they've all got a place. Um, But it's always just an interview style asking somebody, you know, how they got into pipe making or smoking or what kind of tobacco they like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I'm just kind of bored with it. And my good friend, Chris Morgan, he was also in the same boat. Him and I talk all the time. And we find ourselves to be interesting. So we thought maybe other people will too. So let's start a podcast. And uh, your podcast actually inspired me to actually do it because of the intro that you're talking about. It looks like the ad for Anchor. Yeah. Something something along the lines of let's, you know, let's all make a podcast or whatever. So I was like, yeah, Yeah. let's do this. So I started looking into it and we we started a podcast. It's It's called Beyond the Pipe. And the whole premise, my wife actually came up with that name. Um, the whole premise is we want to talk about things other than pipes. Right. Still to the pipe community. Yeah. You know, we want to cater to that audience, but 
realize that we're not all just about that. Like that's not, yeah, that's not everything. Yeah. So we just have lots of random topics and we usually have a little sprinkling of pipes here and there and yeah. tobacco and stuff like that. And some episodes are just, you know, BS sessions and some are more educational and yeah, a lot of fun. Great yeah, that's awesome. It sounds like it sounds like you guys are having fun. <laughs> I'll put it yeah, that no, way. it's it's definitely fun. Uh, yeah, I listened to it after we had talked, and you told me about that, and I was uh, I was very impressed by the quality. Cool. Well, thank uh, you. you know, the audio sounds fantastic, and uh, you know, of course, I don't like I said, I don't smoke a pipe. So when you guys do talk about tobacco and blends and stuff, you know, I get a little lost. But um, yeah, that doesn't mean other people would would probably find it extremely interesting if you if you yeah if you have somebody that smokes a pipe i'm sure they'll like yeah. turn the radio up <laughs> at that well the point. thing is like with tobacco there's probably more tobaccos out there than craft craft brewed beers wow really like, oh, there's thousands of them and there's you know different styles and kinds and everybody likes a certain thing. And some people, yeah. some blends are either a love it or hate it. There's not really an in-between and there's just so much variety, but a lot of it is collecting. It's not necessarily that anybody is really addicted to, you know, they're not really addicted to the tobacco because for the most part, pipe tobacco is very pure. It's literally just leaves. Right. Sometimes there'll be some food grade additives for flavoring, but I don't mm -hmm. really smoke those and People don't really collect those because they don't age well. They just kind of dissipate. Yeah. Um, but there's people that have collected for years and years and years just for the fact that they know that in 10 years, this blend is going to be fantastic or this right. particular flake is going to be fantastic. So it's like a um, wine, like a, like a oh, wine yeah. connoisseur. Somebody's holding on to things for a while because yeah. they know it'll be great in 10 years. Yeah. I mean, there's some resale value on it too. Right. Uh, I mean, I've sold tins of tobacco that were from the eighties for like 300 bucks. Oh, wow. For one tin. Yeah. That's impressive. And then there was a company called McClellan and they actually went out of business a few years ago. And part of it was, you know, bullshit regulations from the FDA hammering down on them. And part of it was a process like the same processes don't exist anymore mm. just in modern manufacturing. So they weren't able to produce the same product so it was yeah. just time for them to retire right but that was a really bummer deal because it was world-renowned world-renowned tobacco and those tins go for 10 times what they did retail wow if you can find them yeah how much is a, a, a you know something new a tin of tobacco cost i have no idea um 10 to 15 bucks okay so not and that's one of the reasons no, not at all. I mean, that's one of the reasons I like that more than cigars. Um, I mean, I personally, I think cigars are kind of singular. I mean, I don't, I don't have the palate to be able to pick out different mm. nuances and flavors within, you know, between two different cigars. Okay. You can hand me a hundred dollar stick and I'm not going to know the difference between a $5 stick. Tobacco is yeah, a little different. the same different. way. I have, not... Yeah. Pipe tobacco is a little different, but that one tin of tobacco that I paid $10 is probably going to last a month or two. Wow. Just depending instead of spending 10 to 15 to $40 on one cigar and being stuck with it for 45 minutes to an hour. And then that's yeah, it. That's like that it. just, 
I'm too cheap for that. <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> I'm too cheap for that as well. That's expensive. So uh, you're, you said Chris, your co-host, is he just a friend of yours or does he make pipes as well? Chris is actually, he's kind of, a, he's a super humble guy, so he would never admit it, but he's kind of a, a giant in our industry. He's created a household brand, uh, Bones yeah. Pipes. Okay. Yeah. So like your Dr. Grabo you've got there. Yeah. Understand that that would be considered a household brand. Right. Everybody in the world knows, everybody in the world of pipe making knows what that pipe is. Yeah. Chris is the exact same way with his pipes. Um, he actually used to do handmaids, very high grade handmaids. And then he kind of saw where things were going, he moved a little bit more into manufacturing and he's mm -hmm. got a now he has a household brand that ships wow. all over the world i'm hoping to get there i've shipped yeah, in, yeah yeah gosh i don't know how many countries now i think close to 15 to 20 wow i wouldn't consider it a household name though because it's you know they're handmade artisan pipes yeah right 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 that's but, cool and your wife works from home too right she, she works uh she does her own thing yeah yeah that's a recent thing um, she actually worked for the state for, well, the county for about 15 years. Oh, wow. And she's always kind of done crafts and stuff on the side, like crocheting and knitting yeah. and sewing and stuff like that. And then we got together. I started encouraging her to do more yeah, and do little shows here and there. And then that was kind of the dream is that we'd get to work from home together. Yeah. And then it kind of, kind of the same story as, as me, like it just got to the point where she was making more at home and it was time. So yeah, we yeah, worked I, our ass off to get out of debt, to be able to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So that way we've, you know, we've got very minimal bills and all we got to worry about is our kid. Yeah. Living the dream. <laughs> that's, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. Yeah. My wife makes jewelry and uh, I, I hope that she can get to that point. Because I mean, she works and she doesn't mind her job. She likes getting out of the house too. So yeah, I don't want, I don't want to speak for, her. <laughs> but you know, like I, I always feel like that's, you know, my dream for her is that she doesn't oh, have totally. to deal with, you know, any kind of uh, uh, workplace nonsense. She can just do yeah. her own thing. Well, I, I felt bad too. You know, I mean, like I want to feel like a provider. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I definitely provided, but being able to have her go full time was a big deal. And so if you want to check her out on Instagram, she's just dandy creations. Yeah. Yeah. I D gave her a follow. I like some of yeah, her stuff. Yeah, it's good stuff. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you yeah, just know? being able to do that full time is going to be one of the best things since we have a kid now. Yeah. Being able to grow up with both of us home and, She's got her office workspace and then I've got the shop in the garage and it's good. Yeah. That's awesome. And then we live you right got... next to my in-laws. Oh, perfect. So we, we bought my grandpa or we bought my wife's grandparents old house. Oh. And so we're right next door. So we've all, we've got a acre total combined. And then, um, so our, our son, he'll be able to just walk across the driveway and go hang out with them and we can actually get some work done and, yeah, that's sweet. That's awesome. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. You guys are like a power couple. I like it. <laughs> Trying to be. So uh, now is the time of the show where I'd like to ask you some odd questions. Okay. Okay. 
so if you could be any animal, what animal would you be? I could be any animal. <laughs> Probably a question you haven't been asked in a long time. Probably not since I was a kid. Yeah. Um, I'd say almost any kind of bird just so I could fly. Right. So that'd be <laughs> badass. Um, let's, let's go with the bald eagle. I'm going I'm to say nice. bald eagle <laughs> because it's a good answer. We have a lot of them around here. I see them all the time. Oh yeah. Yeah. If you, if you go out to the river, you're going to see a bald eagle at least once. Oh, that's awesome. Certain parts of the lake I've seen three or four in a day. Wow. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're, they're giant. They get yeah. to fly wherever they want. They get to pick on little birds if they want to, because sometimes <laughs> they're assholes. Yeah. I, one time on, we were on the river here and I was just fishing. It was like the most serene day. It was beautiful. Yeah. And um, the water was super calm in this certain section. I've got a line in the water and all of a sudden an osprey flies yeah. by with a fish in its mouth and an eagle's chasing it. <laughs> oh, wow. He's trying to get the fish. Like he didn't want to catch his own fish. There's a perfectly good one right there. Yeah. And he was way faster than the osprey, but the osprey was way more like he could navigate better. Yeah. He could juke back maneuvering. And forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 His maneuvering was 10 times what the, what the Eagle was. No kidding. And so they went back and forth chasing each other for like 20 minutes. It was amazing. <laughs> and you're just standing there. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, uh, <laughs> is this happening right now? This is so cool. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. We, uh, I don't think I've ever seen a bald Eagle really live yeah and, oh, but ospreys we got a million of those they're all over okay. the place out here you see them all the time actually we had some uh at my work there's like perimeter lighting around the place and there's uh, <laughs> they were like sit you know they're up there they catch a fish from the ocean or a river and they'll stand on top of the light post just tear them huh. apart and you're like oh that's nice it's like I've seen I've seen bald eagles here that are almost three feet tall standing on the ground. Wow, that's incredible. They're massive. Some yeah, of them they I, are apparently they here. can get like a six foot wingspan. Wow. They are around here. I, I just haven't ever seen one. Oh, you need to look up more. Yeah, I haven't there. <laughs> I walk with my head down. Uh so, I think everybody does that these days. Yeah. So what's the worst job you've ever had? The worst job. Oh man. I'm a pretty positive person. So I don't know that I could that that's a hard question. Did you have a bad day at work? Well, everybody does. Yeah. Okay. I I actually worked at a call center for two days. Yeah, that sounds like and a then bad I was job. like, screw this. This is bullshit. It yeah, it was terrible. I yeah. went through the training and everything. <laughs> I got paid for the training. So that was cool. But then like my first few days, they're like, they were like hounding me to lie to the customer to sell them on more stuff. I'm just like, nah, I'm not doing this. Yeah. And the hours are crappy. And... No. Yeah. I've heard a lot that of would be, that'd be bad. sales jobs are kind of just not the best. You know, I always did sales jobs yeah. or I was in some kind of sales or if I wasn't, I thought of it that way. And I think my ADD actually helped with that because I was able okay. to use it as my superpower to, <laughs> to get shit done, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so where would you like to live, you know, except for where you live now? It's Anywhere awesome. in the world, where would you like to live? Oh, man. 
and I can't say Montana, <laughs> this is the last best place. I believe you. Yeah. Um, probably Alaska, because I hear it's a lot <laughs> like here. Cool. Yeah. I, Montana rocks, man. So if Alaska's like it, then let's, if I have to choose something else, let's go with yeah. Alaska. <laughs> All right, cool. There's lots of fishing, lots of the same kind of scenery. I can make pipes anywhere in the world. So it doesn't really matter. Yeah. 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 That's I think some cool. of, it's got to have mountains. That's right. kind of nice. one of my only stipulations. Cool. Uh, what is a tool you can't live without? Like you can't do like a simple pipe without this tool. Hmm. Let me think about how I could simplify this because I know a lot of people have done some incredible pipes with very, very little. Um, I would say to make pipes up to what I would consider the standard, I would say a set of needle files, really small files because all the buttons, which is where you bite onto it, right. onto the stem, that's all got to be meticulously filed and sanded and it's got to be really small. Hmm. You know, you want your bite zone, which is where your teeth, you know, right behind the button where your teeth go to be about four millimeters thick. Okay. Um, so yeah, I would say some really small files. Can't do the job without them. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Not, not well anyway. Yeah. Right. Right. So if you could visit any time in history, but only to be a fly in the wall, you can't, uh, you can't affect any kind of change. You can't change anything. I can't participate. Know, yeah. You, you, they don't know you're there. <laughs> Uh, what time and place would you go in history? Ooh. I mean, I've always considered myself to have been born in the wrong era. I would probably say like the 60s and witness the progression of like music. Yeah. And how rock was in influenced by so many other things and how that progressed. If I had to be in a time and not influence it and just watch, I think that'd be it. If I could be a fly on a wall of a thousand walls to be able to see it, yeah. you know, everything all at once and, you know, consolidate it and piece it all together. I think that'd be cool. That does sound cool. That's a good one. That's a good answer. Cool. <laughs> I've had a lot of, uh, that one gets mixed responses. Some people. Uh, How so? Well, some people get really deep with it. And they're like, oh, okay. I want to see this tragedy happen. I want to know if it was really the way it was. Some people yeah. just like, just in general, oh, I want to go. I, to... I could have gone that route because I'm, I'm somewhat of a conspiracy theorist. Yeah. Oh, I had one but... guy say he wanted to go and uh, he wanted to go into uh, the book depository. Suppo depository. I said suppository. <laughs> the book depository, uh, the library that um, Oswald was apparently at when Kennedy. Oh, got yeah. Yeah, we kind of went and off. see what actually happened. Yeah, like we went off on a tangent a little bit with that one. That would be cool. Maybe, maybe we should have you on our podcast and we can just have a conspiracy episode because we've actually actually been considering that. I'd love that. That would be a lot of fun. <laughs> I'd love That'd that. A lot of fun. I can great. go. I can go real deep into conspiracy. Cool. Yeah, that'd uh, be neat. I can too. This is a few that I subscribe to. Okay. But, uh, but yeah, no, I, I would love that. That'd be awesome. <laughs> okay, very cool so most people either 
go really deep with that question. Or they or, just have like an in general response. Uh, okay. Like uh, I had one I mean, guy. I was kind of in general. Yeah. And it was good though. It was a good positive. You had a reason, you know, like I had one guy to say he wanted to go uh, the, the sunset strip uh, in the eighties and he wanted to experience like just the party that it was in California, you know, like, cool. Like Motley Crue and Poisoner, like, you know, yeah. at the top of their game. And it's just like craziness. That'd be fun. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> but some people say, yo, I want to see, uh, you know, experience like the industrial revolution and like see people sit in a car for the first time, like the new invention. Now that would be sweet. Yeah. Like that that's incredible. And cool. I was like, wow, I never even thought of that, you know, cause somebody, you, some people give a response. You're just like, wow, I never even that never crossed my mind. That's that's actually pretty awesome because if you think about like, why do people like origin stories? Because they like to, they like the reaction that you get at first. So yeah, seeing somebody sit in a car for the first time would be damn cool. Yeah. Like w- w- my wife and I actually started a Harry Potter marathon over again. Okay. And we're at the, we watched the second one last night where Ron, we- Ron Weasley's dad asked Harry Potter what the, uh, function of a rubber duck was okay which because you know yeah, they yeah. don't have that in the wizard world or whatever so i thought that was kind of interesting like from a completely different perspective what the hell is that for you know other yeah, than right. just being something that's in your bathtub yeah yeah just being oh, I, can, I can get on board with that <laughs> response of seeing people's reactions to things the first time that'd yeah. be cool yeah, can you imagine that though? Like somebody sits in a car for the first time. They don't exactly know how it's moving. They yeah. know there's some sort of motor, but then they're, you know, they're going like 25 and they're probably like losing the shit because there's no horse. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, that'd be crazy. <laughs> they don't know like what to do. Wait, I just push this but this pedal and it goes faster. Cool. Yeah. It's so loud. <laughs> it's so loud. So uh you're in Montana. Uh you mentioned there's a lot of mountains. I'm assuming there's a lot of trees, a lot of hunting. Oh, yeah. Uh, so this is a good question for you. Do you believe in Bigfoot? Um, kind of. I, I believe it's possible. Yeah. But I don't believe. Okay. I think if you're <laughs> going to believe in one Bigfoot, you have to believe in the possibility of lots of Bigfoot. Right. How many Bigfoot stories are there all over the country and all over the world, I guess? Yeah. So are all these people freaking nuts? Is everybody making up a story based on an original legend? Or is there actually a Bigfoot in every forest? Right. What's yeah. the, you know, what's the territorial radius of a Bigfoot? Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it's funny. I, I think I'm in the same boat as you. It's, it can't be. It's it would be impossible for there to be just one with how widespread yeah. the sightings are. So like, unless I a, you also believe every one of those people are just crazy and they're making it up. Yeah, they're all full of shit. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. So I have a friend that's hardcore, uh, Bigfoot believer. Okay. Put that put it that way. Um, like he's always wanted to do one of those, like just go on a Bigfoot hunt, like try to yeah. like track a Bigfoot through the forest and stuff, and he'll send me, you know, in, you know, Instagram pages and photos or whatever. Most of them seem so outlandishly fake that it's hard to believe that someone would think it's believe like they really believe it. 
Yeah. Like some of them are very clearly a dude in a costume. And, you know, I think there's way more evidence that aliens built the pyramids than there's Bigfoot. Right. Yeah. So it's like, I don't, I don't like, I, I really would like to believe that this big, big foot, big, big feet, feet. <laughs> big feet out there. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but I like, I feel like there's so many, you know, there's so many people like, you know, crying wolf that it's like, even if it is real, yeah. nobody's going to believe it because it's just, well, I think it also could, there very well could be a legitimate explanation. Yeah. For some right. of those, you know, I think a few thousand years ago, there's a possibility that there were giants who knows. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, even, even nowadays, there's people who are seven and a half feet tall. You can't tell me that they're not part giant in some way. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's people. I mean, there's definitely huge. things like that. Yeah. So I think either people are lying. Yeah. <laughs> or there's a lot of them. Yeah. That's, that's just gotta be it. So there's lots of Bigfoot. Big feet. <laughs> big feet. Big foots. <laughs> big foots. Uh, in regards to your craft, uh, what advice would you give your younger self from when you first started doing this? Hmm. From my younger self, like what what would I do different to yeah, what Maybe 10 years ago faster? Yeah, 10 years ago if you could talk to yourself, you know, would you just uh tell yourself to hang in there or whatever, you know. I probably wouldn't have waited so long to buy a precision metal lathe. That has yeah. Well, I don't know. I like I like where my pipes are now and I like where they're going to be as far as quality and how I do things. But there was a definite learning curve going from a wood lathe by hand. Like my pipe style changed overnight just because what I wouldn't, I wasn't capable of replicating on here, but there's things on the metal lathe that I can't replicate by hand. Not well anyway. Um, I'm pretty quick and I'm very efficient. Like everything in my life I do, not necessarily with a sense of urgency, but I try to make everything as efficient as possible and everything just very methodical. Mm -hmm. And so the precision metal lathe just allows me to do that more. Yeah. Um, you know, there's like, if I have to cut a perfect 90 degree, you know, face off a 90 degree shank of the pipe where the mm -hmm. stem goes. Yeah. I know that's going to happen every single time. So that was just, it's taking out guesswork. It's taking out, yeah. Things that I have to fix later on, which it's possible, but it's just more time, you know, and time is money. This is my job. So I've got to yeah. be as efficient as possible. So probably, yeah, probably getting a metal lathe a lot sooner. Yeah. Buy the lathe. <laughs> buy the lathe. Go back in time say, buy the lathe. <laughs> yep, exactly. Save up money so you can buy the lathe. Yeah. <laughs> so what's your favorite, uh, your favorite piece, your favorite pipe that you've made. Do you? Have I don't really have one. I don't really. Um, Are they all unique? Oh yeah. 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 It's very. It's very rare that I do multiples of the same shape. Like they'll be in the same like shape family. Right. But only on a couple occasions have I like actually taken measurements of one and copied it. It's yeah. just that's not fun for me. Yeah, and the wood doesn't allow it, right? Not always. Yeah. Um, and if it does, it's 
luck or, you know, I can't try to have a straight grained billiard shape and duplicate that. Like that's not going to happen. It's it's just not, not with the same dimensions, all that kind of stuff. And that's why there's a lot of difference in a factory made pipe where they literally just throw a block in a machine, turn it out, whatever the grain is cool. That's, that's kind of their, just the luck of the draw with those Um, artisan pipes we hand make them for a reason so we can work around the grain and have the most pleasing, you know, to the eye experience basically. So so do you consider yourself more of a a craftsman or a, an artist? Um, I would say 80% of the time I would consider myself a craftsman because there's all like everything with making pipes is problem solving. Yeah. You know, if you run into a pit, you have to figure out, okay, am I going to work around this? Am I going to shape it differently? Am I going to scrap it? Um, am I going to add a different wood extension onto the shank or a different piece of plastic or, you know, something cool to work around this? I think when you're in that mindset, you're a craftsman. Hmm. Uh, but then sometimes I just throw on some music, do an Instagram live video, and then shape a pipe and see what happens. And yeah. I feel like on those times, I'm a little more of an artist. But so, yeah, I'd say about 80% of the time craftsman, 20% artist. Cool. Sometimes. (laughs) Do you think you'll ever um, start going into uh, making something else? Like you enjoyed making that guitar from a kit. Do you think you would ever start doing more woodworking or wood sculpting? Do you think you'll Um, ever jump into that? Like sculpting, no. I don't really have an interest in that. Like there's some guys out there that make, some amazing pipes that are figural you know they're like yeah a skull or they're a dragon head and they're amazing but it's not the same yeah and a lot of those are being sold for thousands of dollars and i just i don't feel like you ever need to sell a pipe for that much it's just a pipe it's just wood who cares yeah <laughs> you know so in, yeah i don't i don't know um i've considered continuing with making guitars on the side probably i'll do i'll probably do another kit or two and then i'll probably try to make one from scratch just so i understand it i like taking stuff apart and figuring out why it works and how yeah and so i got a i got a cheap stratocaster that i had to rewire and so i learned how to do that then that helped with learning how to wire the telecaster which is just way easier yeah of a wiring but yeah, I don't know. I'd, I'd probably continue with the guitar thing. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've got a house with endless house projects now, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that never we'll, ends. We'll consider that a hobby now. <laughs> yeah, that never ends. I'm on house number two, and we've been here seven years, and it's there's no end in sight. <laughs> yeah. This is our second house as well. My yeah. wife and I bought our last house, sold it right before the market boom, and then bought my wife's grandparents' house for pretty cheap. And then I, I took, gosh, I took eight months off of pipe making to remodel that. Yeah. And my wife had the baby and we were, we put an addition on. I gutted the house inside it out. Wow. Completely rewired it. It's got all new plumbing. Um, my wife was in the camper for four months <laughs> with three dogs. And then our son came a month early. Oh, no. Yeah. So she, it was like five in the morning. 
in the camper and she wakes me up. She's like, well, my water broke. It's like, shit. <laughs> okay, well, let's do this. So yeah, it's, uh, I got 90% of what I wanted done on the house. So now in the spring, I just got to stain the fence and paint and eventually, yeah. you know, fix the garage up a little more and get a bunch of stuff out of here that just needs to go away. And yeah, maybe build a recording studio in the other corner for, for our podcast. But yeah. for the most part, I'm just sitting in my shop. So that works. Yeah, that's cool. That's awesome. So uh, where can people buy your pipes? Do you guys, you have them at like displayed anywhere? Or are they at any stores or is it all online? Um, pretty much everything's online. If you're local to me here, I've got a couple shops that carry them. Uh, for the most part, everything's just direct message through social media either ream pipes r-e-u-m on facebook or instagram Instagram's the main one um yeah just direct message i had a website for a while ended up having like a mix-up with the guy who hosted my old server so i don't i'm working on building that again but i've usually got a waiting list about three months long wow. and it's been that way for almost five years so there's never really any point in having a website with a cart because it's all it just going to be a portfolio right yeah yeah so yeah. yep just message me nice <laughs> yeah there's somebody listening right now that has been waiting for three months and they're like well get off the damn podcast right my pipe. <laughs> <laughs> no everybody's super everybody's super awesome about it very cool. understanding and you know you're not gonna if you rush your artist you're not gonna get the same quality yeah. 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 So I, I take a lot of orders just cause that's how I run my business. Yeah. That's how I pay bills and it it's worked for a long time and people like what I do. So yeah, I mean, on awesome. average, most of my customers have anywhere from four to six of my pipes. Wow. Some of them have over a dozen and I know a handful of guys that have at least 30 to 40. Wow. Pipe maker or pipe smokers don't just have one pipe. Yeah. They've usually got at least a dozen. Well, that's how you can tell I'm not because I only got one. Yep, there you go. <laughs> Cut that one lonely pipe. Yeah, that one lonely pipe. It's bone dry and cold on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> I want to thank you for doing this with me. I'd love to be yeah, on your you know. podcast too. And uh, maybe we can work that out. Uh, I'm sure the listeners got a lot of good information from you. I hope so. Yeah. Hopefully we didn't bore them with pipe tobacco too much. <laughs> nah, that's good. We're good. We'll talk about conspiracies next time. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. That'll thanks, man. Thanks, dude. Thanks to Sean for talking to me today. I had a good time. Uh, we talked for a while about podcasting stuff and podcast life after we were done recording. And uh, it was it was cool. He's a cool guy. I'm hoping to appear as a guest on his show. So that'll be cool. We'll do a little change up. Check out Sean's work on his Instagram. It's at Reem Pipes. And Reem is spelled R-E-U-M. Uh, even if you aren't a pipe smoker, you should check them out. Hopefully you will appreciate the craftsmanship that goes into making these pipes. It's a pretty serious work that he does. It's very nice. He does a good job. Uh, check out his podcast, Beyond the Pipe. It's a good one. It's a really well put together show. Him and his uh, co-host Chris do a really great job. 
Uh, I'm looking forward to being on his show. Hopefully we can make that happen. Thank you for listening today. Make sure to check out the Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook accounts. Join the Facebook group. Go to oddpeoplepodcast.com for info about the show and to purchase merchandise. And speaking of merchandise, it is now November. We're a little little ways into November. And uh, last month's sale of hoodies um, was pretty good. But the problem is I didn't have enough in stock. So I had a lot of... Um, a lot of people complaining about uh, not having their size, that kind of thing. So I, I put a little note on the um, on the website where you uh, order the hoodies, and this goes for any merchandise that I sell, especially the newer newer uh, gray shirts with the logo on them. If you don't see your size, just email me. Put merch in the subject line on the email and uh, you can just let me know what you want say I want a gray t-shirt and an extra extra large and uh, you didn't have any on the website dude what the hell just just write that literally write that that exact <laughs> email is what I want from you if that's what you want and uh, we'll figure it out we'll figure out a way for you to pay for it and um, I'm sorry for the inconvenience. I know there was a few people out there that wanted to buy hoodies, and they said, oh, you didn't do the size. So reach out to me. <laughs> if it's not there, then, you know, I'm, I, only, uh, I only put on the website what it is that I'm selling exactly, like what I have in stock. So that doesn't mean that's the end-all, be-all to T-shirts ever. Uh, I, I'm always talking to I and I, Soccer Supply, they're a screen printing shop. Um, always talking to them and always uh, filling, you know, orders and getting more t-shirts and stuff. So it's not the end of the world. If you don't see your size and you're like, you know, I, what what's going on here? What's with you, Matt, the cat? Just reach out. Send an email. We'll make it happen. We'll, we'll get it done one way or the other. Okay? Thank you once again for listening to the show. I hope you tune in next time. Stay creative. Stay inspired, and as always, stay odd.